This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. And I'm Tana Pennington. We've got a lot to talk about today. Definitely things to um, look at from last week. And also, we've got upcoming Wednesday that's going to be very interesting when we find out what the feds are going to do. So. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. This is that we we are in rough waters at the yeah. moment, right? You know, there's uh, clouds on the old horizon here. The Fed's painted into a corner. They're in a box. What are all those? Uh, we need some other adages, Tana. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the 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 pickle. The, the pickle. pickle I've ever seen. Is that from um uh, the Sandlot, maybe? <sighs> yeah. So, anyways, Tana, thanks for joining us, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in and and being yeah. a part of this. Um. There's a lot going on. So, you know, we want to jump right into this and get kind of down to business. Mm-hmm. So what happened now last week? And we're going to pop some stuff up here on the screen. So last week, all of a sudden, the headlines were about Credit Suisse. Who is Credit Suisse? Credit Suisse is a, a Swiss bank and a massive bank. They command, you know, uh, I think close to $2 trillion in assets. These are massive institutions in Europe, kind of the whole too big to fail adage. Um, now, granted, to be fair, Credit Suisse is not the same animal as what we talked about last week. This is not SVB Bank. This is not First Republic. This is not Signature Bank. This is not the collapse solely based on bonds kind of stuff. uh, Credit Suisse is a story that goes back further. They've had problems for years. These dudes were running money for like cartels and the mob. They have scandals. They have drama. They have scammy books with the SEC and the governments. They've had issues for a while. And so so all of a sudden, the icing on the cake was simply the bond portfolio stuff, just like SVB Bank got caught up on. You raise rates too fast, institutions lose value. Well, an institution like this that was being a little scammy and even kind of being dishonest where their money was at, it got super messy real quick. So about two weeks ago, federal regulators went in, the SEC went in to see where all the money was. And here we are, you know, what, a week and a half later, and they they were bought yesterday. And well, at least uh, they, you can see here in the article, the shotgun wedding, UBS picked up Credit Suisse. Now, it's funny because buying a bank is, is interesting. A U.S. bank, it's very difficult. They can't go into Europe in the same manner because this is all regulated by the governments and pick up these banks. There was only one really major suitor that could pull the job off, and that's UBS. UBS is another European bank over there that has even more assets. They say the combination of these two companies will have over $5 trillion of assets, right? This is going to be a beast of a company. And so what happened is, is it sounds like UBS got the old arm twisted behind their back, it sounds like, over the weekend, because uh, current valuations had Credit Suisse somewhere in the $8 billion range of just like valuation from a, from a price standpoint, if you were going to purchase them. And uh, UBS offered them $2 billion. And then they all settled a little over $3 billion. So uh, this was uh, garage sale purchases. Tana, did you ever go garage selling? 
Absolutely. I got a handful of clients that still do that. And then, you know, they'll yeah. find some random thing and be like, hey, I bought this Mont Blanc pen for three cents and I just sold it for $200. Right. Um, well, that's kind of what happened. What here. happened? Mm-hmm. UBS, uh, you know, picked up some some good stuff on the cheap. They got some government guarantees. They got some line of credits from the governments over there. It's a crazy deal. But remember, these are two fundamentally different companies. One way to look at it is I thought the chart was a good example. Like here's a chart of UBS over the last three years. Basically, they've been going up, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're a reasonable company, the good financials. Here's a chart of Credit Suisse for the last three years. Mm-hmm. It's just been going down. Like I said, marred with scandal, marred with drama, marred mm-hmm. with a lot of issues. Now the regulators are in there and you know now they're a done deal. The, their cake is baked. I think what's sad about it is Credit Suisse is a 167-year-old banking institution. Mm. It's rather incredible, you know, but significantly larger than than most other institutions, significantly larger than the SVB bank collapse mm-hmm. that we had a, a week and a half ago. Um, but, you know, this does liken us all back to the feelings back in 2008 during the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, Bear Stearns was bought in the moment back then for $240 million by J.P. Morgan. You know, once again, shot That was a steal, yeah, right. Uh, and now where's JP Morgan? They're one of the monster right. companies because they've been eating up the little guys. Well, UBS just became the monster of monsters at the moment. So pretty interesting, pretty crazy. Um, obviously, Tanny said you said you made a good point, right? This is a rough week. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening on Wednesday, Tana? Yeah. So feds are gonna say whether they're gonna raise rates or go flat with them or Possibly, well, not yet, but someday, hopefully soon, start to. Oh, she's rates. talking. Yeah, cutting. I am. Jeez, I just, Canada, that's some prophesying. The um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Fed is is has to thread the needle right now, yeah. right? What they say, the way they act, they are sitting right on the edge of a cliff, right? Um, the 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 true issue is not in the banks, right? The the major banks have plenty of assets. I mean, heck, eleven major banks last week gave $30 billion in deposits to uh, First Republic to shore them up. Big banks have plenty of money, right? The fear though is, is well, what about the little banks? And so there's some articles that are circulating to freak everybody out, right? Uh, One of those articles says almost 200 banks could be just like SVB and collapse. And, And that sounds very terrifying and upsetting. But when you read the premise of that analysis, what it's saying is, is every one of those banks would need 50% of their deposits to be drawn out immediately. Mm-hmm. And if that happened, you'd have the same thing as SVB. That's that's probably a little extreme because a lot of institutions, a lot of their accounts are below FDIC insurance limits. So it'd be hard to get the same run on a bank, except for the people that are overinsured. Um, and so, you know, I, I feel that those articles are, are playing out to some irrational yeah. fears. But hey, we'll see what happens, right? It all it all matters yeah. on Wednesday. If the feds say, screw it, we need to raise rates to combat inflation mm-hmm. and they raise rates hard and that just creates more bond chaos inside of these banks. <sighs> it really is a mess. Mm-hmm. Tana was actually saying we, we probably need to do another show on Wednesday. Two yeah. shows this week. My gosh, how am I going to squeeze it all in? All the I know, right? So why are the feds sucking so bad? <laughs> Geez, even Elizabeth Warren, did you see that? Elizabeth Warren said how terrible Powell is doing and how he needs to be drug out of the Federal Reserve building. 
by his hair. Um, <laughs> I mean, she was she was all fired up over the weekend. So what happened? So I mean, it, it kind of goes back to the story last week, right? This is a story of COVID, right? You know, COVID hits, people panic, they shut the economy down, mm-hmm. government prints a boatload of money, obviously printing lots of money, creates inflation, and then inflation came along. But when did it come along? It came along in 2021. Yeah. And so let me pop this back up on the LTV. So what you can see here, and I know it's hard to see on the screen, is back in February of 2021, this is when inflation really started to kind of creep up. March of 2021, half a percent mm-hmm. month over month. April, uh, almost 70 basis point increase, 70 basis point, 80 basis points. By the fall, look at that, by, uh, let's see, October of 21, almost a 1% month over month increase in inflation. So vaccines rolled out January 21. That was probably the, the moment on hindsight where the government should have said, hey, we got those vaccines out. You guys can now be all adults and figure out what you got to need to do to take care of yourselves. Did they do that? Heck no, they didn't do that, right? They kept interest rates at zero. They kept doing stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. They kept printing more money. In March of 2021, the month where this is all picking up, what do we do? The American Rescue Plan. No, that's not right. Is that the right one? I don't know. I can't keep track of all the bills. I think it's the American <laughs> Rescue Plan. Almost $2 trillion, right? We just blow out our spending last year, or excuse me, two years ago. And inflation's in full swing. Now, what's the Fed supposed to do, Tana, when inflation goes up? Any ideas what they're supposed to do with rates? Well, increase the rate, yes, but gradually would be nice. (sighs) Oh my gosh, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, so we have inflation picking up all of 2021. The Fed's raised rates a grand amount of zero times in 2021, Mm -hmm. almost halfway through 2022. Right. Inflation's in full swing. I mean, look, at here's March of 2022, over a 1% month over month increase. May of 2022, a 1% increase. June, a 1% increase. And May of 2022 was the first rate increase. Mm-hmm. They waited, I don't know, what are we talking? At least 15 months after inflation <laughs> yeah. really started picking to do the first rate increase. And so instead of doing normal ones in 21 and saying, hey, let's do our quarter point every six weeks mm-hmm. and try to ease everybody into this mess right they just waited and waited and waited away and said ah, 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 what are we gonna do they started throwing stuff around you know and i don't know I, that's how i picture it at least right <laughs> and then they started raising rates at a very accelerated rate mm-hmm. and what that did is that caused the worst loss for bonds in mm-hmm. 2022 depending on the bond you were in anywhere from 40 to a hundred year worst year seen. Hence why now we're sitting on all of this bank fiasco, the Fed mm-hmm. raised rates too fast. Now, once again, the banking stuff, they're at fault too. That's why, you know, some banks are just fine and some banks aren't, you know, it was, depends on management of bond right. portfolio, but 75% of this mess was because the feds did not raise rates in 21 and they sat on their hands and they waited almost halfway through 22 to get the ball rolling. They then tried to play catch up and they just crushed the markets. Mm -hmm. See, if you raise rates slowly, those bonds at least pay some interest to kind of offset the the interest rate risk by feds raising rates. So gradual things can kind of keep equalizing and normalizing along the way. When you just do massive increases in six months, guess what? There ain't no interest. There ain't no damage control that can offset that bond risk. and so, you know, to me, this is totally Fed inducing. So we fast forward to this week. On Wednesday, the Fed has a problem. Inflation is still hot. Now we've been talking about it. I think there's some caveats to it. I think one of those things being that 
rent equivalent yield is what's keeping the upward pressure on 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 inflation being hot. So we'll see how they perceive that this week. But the reality is, is inflation is hot. The feds want to raise rates to combat inflation. If you raise rates, you're going to put more pressure on the bond portfolios, putting more pressure on these banks to look for more fractures. So do you continue to wreck the financial markets or do you deal with inflation? <laughs> Be glad you ain't that guy. Yeah, that's a hard right? decision to make. No, this is this is this is a, this is getting into yeah. Doozyville here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting mess. So it's it's very exhausting, right? It's very frustrating. Do we think that it's um, truly contagious into big banks and most of the financial system? No, no. There's tons of liquidity. There's tons of money. Most mm-hmm. banks have lots of money. The handful of obscure banks, like I said, the ones the ones that are having the trouble, the SVB. The Signature Bank, the First Republic, these were all at the top of the list of having mm-hmm. the most accounts that were uninsured. And so it's just uh, kind of a perfect storm of things. Um, one more kind of point, though, that I think is interesting that I thought was funny is I saw this article come across the wire this morning that for 2024, they expect the COLA for Social Security to be below 3%. Now, Tana, I don't to, to, How's your inflation been lately? Do you feel like it's like really low? Or do you feel like it's still no? High? I feel it. I'm I'm still feeling it. Yeah, Tana's like paying two twenty five now for gas. I mean, it's just terrifying, right? She went. We were paying two fifteen a month ago. Oh, that's two twenty five. What are we gonna do? Uh, you know, I saw gas on the corner went back down to five thirty five. So that's cool. Um, but what's interesting about this is this is really preliminary. Um, but the way that COLAs year over year are calculated is it's a little scammy with the government. They only look at three months out of the year, everybody. They look at July, August, no, wait, June, July, August. They average those three months, compare them to the summer of the previous year for the percentage change. So since there was a lot of inflation last summer, year over year, that's why you have this nice COLA. This year, they're saying because inflation was so high last summer, and even though it's still hot and still aggressive, but not so much higher than it was before, that there's a scenario here. I mean, you kind of see it in this headline that the 2024 cola could even be zero. Wow. So, Hey, you got inflation. Eggs are still expensive. Everything's still expensive. Yeah. And there's a scenario here shaping up where you could get a, a borderline nothing burger cost of living adjustment on your social security because of the, we'll say creativeness of how they calculate it. Yeah. Interesting. See, to me, uh, you would think the simplicity is you'd look at year over year CPI and if CPI mm-hmm. averaged, uh, I don't know, 5% for the year, bloop, right. there's the new number for January. Oh, average 6% for the year. Bloop, there's a new number for January. Um, so in my mind, I was thinking that we'd be looking at a four, five, 6% or next January, mm-hmm. just based on like common sense. <laughs> but then you get into, ah, oh, Mr. Government's being a little creative again. <laughs> so anyways, um, just kind of food for thought. <sighs> I don't know. That's all I had, Tana. No, that's else? good. Nope, because we might be back on Wednesday. Okay, (laughs) that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. Guess who's back? Back again. (laughs) We'll be back. Okay, so what do we got? Goodbye, everybody. If you want to, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, call us 805-500-7035. You can ask for me. You can ask for Tana. Uh, Let's chitty chat about this stuff. But everyone, uh, yeah, keep your, you know, keep your your pulse on the news this week. It should be a very interesting week. Mm -hmm. Hopefully everything goes well. Hopefully 
you know, markets just love everything the federal government says, you know, that soft landing is still coming. No recession is coming. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're the, the night on the white horse at this point. So anyways, everybody have a great week and we'll be back soon enough. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.